the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. So much to get into tonight. Is is it home day yet? I don't think it's a, no, it's just Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Oh my. We've got about two weeks worth of content and news, breaking news to bring to you guys tonight. Glad to have you here with me. If you're new to me, never heard me before, just happened upon me. I am Andrea Kay, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week of which there is so much in tonight's content. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and Instagram. Um... As well as there's a variety of different ways we're going to I'm getting messages from y'all that we got to update our pod. We're going to do that here. Uh, you can find podcast on the answer San Diego website page. We're streaming there right now. We're also in the app. So however you are listening to us, we're grateful to have you guys here with me. I love you all so much. I know you've got a lot of options where you get your news and I'm glad to have you with me here tonight. Today is the anniversary of George Floyd's death. And I'm wondering, I posed the question today on social, on the socials. My question was, how should George Floyd be remembered for how he lived or for how he died? And that's a question for you guys tonight. If you want to weigh in, 888-344-1170. Another question you might want to answer, breaking news in case you didn't hear it. It's only been a few months and a grand jury has been impaneled to weigh whether or not to criminally indict a former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Do you think it will happen? Do you think for the first time in American history, we're going to have a former president indicted? 888-344-1170. We've got to, we've got to talk about that tonight. We've got to get into some, some ongoing news with vaccines. Hey, did y'all hear about a little election audit in New Hampshire? I don't think you heard about that one, my friend, looking at me. Oh, you did. I bet you did. Because he's been saying, my man in here has been saying, you know what? It's going to all come down to that Arizona audit. We got to get into a little bit of that tonight. Uh, Fraud Fauci has some blood on his hands. In the course of pretending that he was caring about public health, we have a real health crisis brewing here and nationally in California, nationally with overdose deaths. And we've got to we've got to make sure we make people aware of that and aware of getting health. We've got Joe Schrank from Heavenly Center in L.A. who's going to be here to share this uh, this horrible news and get you some information. If you're struggling out there, if you need help, you know, I told you I was going to be bringing some more news you can use segments. And uh, I know that there's many people out there struggling with this. And so hopefully that will give you some some insight that and DeS- our man DeSantis is going after big tech. So we've got that to get into and more. So uh, breaking news. Oh, well, before I move on, 
my man, I got up. This is the question for him. How should George Floyd be remembered for how he lived or how he died? And that question goes to my man, DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. Ashley, my answer to that is both. And my answer to your other question is yes, President Trump, former President Trump, will be indicted because they know if they don't, there's a very strong possibility they're facing him in 24. I absolutely believe he will be indicted. And they know that he and people like him, like Ron DeSantis, they are a threat to what they want to Absolutely. have done to this country. And they know, they know that President Trump has as many people who hate him within the Republican Party, that he is a lone wolf. They know that the Democrats, and this is Democrat, this is Democrat uh, agenda. This is, this is the Democrat Party doing this. They know that they couldn't get away with this if they had, if they had an opposition party. Think about this. For four years, we knew that Jim Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Rod Rosenstein, and a heck of a lot more crap weasels in the FBI and the DOJ, you lied to FISA courts, presented false information to FISA courts, illegally weaponized the entire United States government before... During an election and after an election and launched a coup attempt, set up an insurance policy to launch a coup attempt against a sitting president of the United States and nothing was done about it. And even in the course of nothing being done about it to hold anybody accountable for their crimes, including Hillary Clinton, because some of what went on was to cover up the crimes of a sitting secretary of state who violated the Espionage Act and and committed at least 33,000 felonies in the course of deleting 33,000 pieces of government property that were under subpoena and nothing was done. And then not only that. But the Democrats were allowed to not only get away with crimes before President Trump was election, elected, get away with crimes during the four years in which he was president. The Republican Party allowed him to be impeached. And in the course of that impeachment, did nothing to hold accountable. Now, occupant of the White House, Joe Biden, and his crackhead son, Hunter, who flew around on Air Force One. Now we know how many times he did. Committing all kinds of graft and corruption on the party uh, with the United States government's blessing and taxpayers funded activities and nothing. There was no grand jury, no investigation done of that. And I'm excuse me for yelling, but I am outraged. I am outraged because I guarantee you he not only if he if he does get indicted, he will face charges. He will be prosecuted as yeah, a crying shame, too, because he did nothing but defend this country. It's inexcusable. The Republican Party let a three-star general be targeted for persecution and destruction. And why? Because he was going to unlock everything, the reality of what was going on in the intelligence community. He's still trying to put his life back together. It was completely destroyed, as well as so many others. And again, as you and I point out so often, and if it can be done to either one of those men and both, uh, who do you think they're going to go after next? Well, they're going to well, they're going to well, they've already said this Letitia, whatever her person is, uh, Southern District of New York, that she said she's going to go after his grandkids. Scorched earth. This is what happens in communist societies. Don't you people get it? Don't you realize what we're dealing with here? They have to completely persecute, completely destroy. If they can't get away right now with with physical destruction of the opposition at this point, they're going to get rid of you in one way or another. They're going to get you thrown in a gulag. We still have 
Americans that committed no act of violence on January 6th that can't get released on bail. Meanwhile, we had a we had one dude alone who beat well one dude and well he was part of a mob who beat a Jewish man with crutches who said that he was going to he you know he was happy to go back out on the street and do it again and he was released. Speaking of January 6th and some people just because they were there. Yeah, just because they were there. We are now all 75 million Trump Trump supporters. We're now all considered domestic terrorists because we believe in MAGA. And they're coming for us. And let me tell you, they're coming for you. When you hear that the Department of Homeland Security is going to hire private contractors to create fake accounts, to infiltrate social media, including churches to go to try to find anybody who, who followed Q. And then they're going to report back to the government. What do you think that means? Means we're all Michael Flynn. Means we're all going to be prosecuted and persecuted. They will throw us in the gulag. And let me tell you, that's what this George Floyd case was about. Do I need to remind you about about uh, the the issues with that court case, from prosecutors withholding evidence to jury tampering to the fact that we had we um oh, gosh it's hard to even remember all of it now with what went on with this jury to the fact there's one aspect of jury tampering which is not just the fact that the, a juror lied on his questionnaire and actually had been been at a George Floyd rally with a George Floyd t-shirt on that and should actually, have been enough yeah it should have been enough in fact he bragged that he want his goal was to get on a jury right how about the fact that the, the media and lies pushed out by the media? How about the fact that the city of Minneapolis, in the middle of jury selection, awarded $27 million to the Floyd family? To me, that's the ultimate jury tampering. This man was convicted before he, he had no chance. In fact, not only was he convicted, he had no chance of proving his innocence. Because this was about declaring the entire United States of America guilty. And again, Andrea, even if he was guilty, that doesn't matter. The fact is, it was not going to be a fair trial. No. A fair trial would have been not having Maxine Waters or any, any, US, any U.S. Congress people and elected officials. Including Joe Biden. Including Joe Biden declaring him, putting pressure, coming out in the middle of jury deliberation saying what the outcome needed to be. The United States government is targeting Americans for political persecution through the courts to destroy the opposition. And if you're, and if you think or thought initially, going back to four years, I said it then. I said, don't think that this is just about Michael Flynn. You've got to start understanding what the end game is for the Democrats. And then you've got to start realizing who within the Republican Party understands that and is prepared to fight for you or not. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and made a statement that the vaccine passports and the masks were in her mind a heck of a lot what went on in Nazi Germany. And who came for her? Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party. First of all, even if he thought that what she said was off the mark, which it isn't, if you understand history, tyranny is tyranny, controlling people. For I mean, I, I don't even have time. I'm, I'm on a break. But um, yeah, the whole thing about masks and identifying so, so much about everything that went down with the coronavirus is exactly what went on in Germany. OK, so maybe you don't think I mean, in fact, let's think about this for a minute. Exactly. What's the difference between show me your papers in Germany and show me your va- vaccine passport? In fact, uh, there was I think it was Dr. Naomi Wolf posted a whole lot of pictures in New York City yesterday. Uh, there's a gym in New York that said you can show me your vaccine passport papers. And you don't get to come in. So, again, tell me, Kevin McCarthy, what was so different 
what, what, how was Marjorie Taylor Greene off the mark? You think it was she was off the mark because a mask is a different type of symbol than than a star of David sewn into a, a coat? Sometimes the truth hurts. Exactly. That's why they went for Marjorie Taylor Greene, Kevin McCarthy, because she was she was dead over the target. And even if you didn't get it, how when are the when are the Republicans ever? I, this is why you and I always go back to, even though it's not going to happen, we need a third party. Why? Well, because the Republican Party, time and time again, they don't do anything. Well, but you know what? We're not going to get a third party. So what we've got no, to I do know, is, we, right, we need, we've got to route out the Kevin McCarthy's. Even because this is such failed strategy. It never works. You can never appease. Look at the response. That you've gotten today, Kevin McCarthy. You didn't win over any Democrats. You accomplished nothing. In fact, they're coming after you and criticizing the way you criticize Marjorie Taylor Greene. Because don't you get it by now? This is not about anything but her speaking the truth. Stand up for your values, my friend. Well, stand up against, first of all, the Republicans. Uh, they, uh, we always go after our own harder than we go after the left. We always play defense. We're always reacting. Instead, what, what, where has been the entire Republican Party going after Ilhan Omar, going after AOC for being the anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish haters that they are? You know what the Democrats do best, Andrea? They unify. Yeah, they unify. They unify around a core message that they push out. And the problem is, is we've got too many within the party. Marjorie Taylor Greene is pushing out the right message that resonates. It's one of freedom. It's one. It's MAGA. It's one of we're going to protect the go. We want a restoration of the founding principles of the United States of America. Ron DeSantis. Right. The founding principles of this country are about individual liberty and individual freedom. And you're embracing of masks and you're embracing the vaccine passports. Those are things that threaten our freedoms. They deny us our freedoms. And this vaccine passport crap is about pushing us into being injected with something that many of us see as not only experimental, but poison. If you want to take the vaccine, you go ahead and take it. I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't. But any attempt to try to force anybody else to take it is tyranny. And oh, by the way, this medical experimentation on children is an awful lot like Nazi Germany to me. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more. Sorry I'm so fired up, y'all, but, well, they don't call me dynamite in a dress for a reason. Look at your food pics. <laughs> Ooh, that'll calm me down. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to your mic on. (laughs) Welcome back. Well, maybe was that a Freudian slip? Because I was like so heated and so hot that maybe you weren't sure you should turn my mic back on. Let you simmer down a little bit. (laughs) Wanted to make sure. Um, You know, Chula Vista. I love you. You know, you know, I have a soft spot many for my Chula Vista peeps. But am I really seeing that the Chula Vista Council is going to decide on the removal of a Christopher Columbus statue? Really, really, Chula Vista. Y'all lost to how many of your restaurants thanks to fraud, Fauci, and Newsom? And this is what y'all got to worry about right now. Come on now. All right. Um, Let's talk about this dude. I mispronounced his name because I had no idea who he was. But I get on I get on the socials this morning and I see that this dude with a really big heart talking about this. Well, he's got I I, I didn't even know how to pronounce his name. He's got a big, big head, like a a big block head and a big neck. And I and he's and I see that his name. I thought it was John Cena that he has done a video that John Cena, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. uh, Well, uh, 
he, whoever he is, he did a video today apologizing to China. What, why? What was this about? So why did this wrestler, who is he and why did he apologize to China? Well, I don't know exactly what the interview is about, but during the interview, I do know that John Cena started talking about Taiwan and called Taiwan its own country, not as part of China. And that's where China got upset and demanded an apology. And he apologized? And he apologized. And <laughs> he's usually very pro-American, very patriotic. And so it breaks my heart because I thought John Cena would not do that. Well, I think what he's proven is that I don't care how much he weighs and how, what his what his fat, you know, uh, percentage is versus muscle, that he where where he's lacking any muscle is in it is above the neck. I don't know okay? why these sports superstars don't just stand their ground. It, it, because it's about better. money. Because it's about money. They, they don't have any integrity or any character. And when you, and when you, when I guess, and when the character you play, whether it's in a, in a MM, whatever it's called, MMA ring, or whether it's, I thought he did movies and did well, like he does action professional, movies. He does professional wrestling and now he's into movies, yes. Well, whatever it, whatever, when, when, um, <laughs> The interview. Oh, the, that the interview was for his new movie. It was for the new Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, you know this. These Hollywood people—they act like they have so much character and so much integrity. They just want to look down their nose, all their virtue signaling, and and um, it, looking down at us middle America people or us conservatives. When the reality is, is they're the ones that literally are selling their soul to the devil, right? These. Uh, Communist China? Do they do they not know that Communist China has uh, sweatshops and they they've got Muslims, the Uyghurs that are being tortured? Are they not aware? You know what? I think they are quite aware. I think this man doesn't give a crap because all he cares about is his pocketbook. We need to just completely ignore these Hollywood people once and for all. Well, and uh, you know, being a jo- big John Cena fan over the years, he's actually I thought he was more of a man of character and since he's transitioned into Hollywood I'm sorry I think not everybody but that affects a lot of people I think he's transitioned into something all right he's transit or he's transit transitioned in front of your eyes in terms of revealing who he really is which yeah, is it, no character it, it no character sad, and no integrity these people are literally Just like selling about their football. soul to the devil or or, the, or NBA you know they they act oh black lives matter or this and that well what about the black lives over there in the Uyghurs that are are being tortured to death. So it's time that we just completely, I'm glad he revealed himself and looked like the the, um, weak, without a spine person that he is. Um, Speaking of that, let's talk, let's get back into a little bit about uh, lives and whose lives are in jeopardy and whose lives are being assaulted here in the United States. On the anniversary of uh, George Floyd's death, uh, the United States State's Department actually... At least the one, uh, the embassy in Madrid, I'm not sure if all of our embassies around the world, but the U.S. embassy in Madrid was flying the Black Lives Matter banner. This is particularly offensive to me. Whatever you think happened to George Floyd, you have to know, and I believe the United States government knows and the Biden administration will know that this Black Lives Matter movement is a Marxist movement. It, is, it has nothing to do with black lives. Right. It has to do with pushing out the falsehood, the lie that America is systemically racist. America is evil. And that includes every white person that has been born here and exists here today. And that is absolutely despicable. And even if you initially bought into the lies of Black Lives Matter, your eyes should have been woken up when the creep woman 
leader of Black Lives Matter got busted for buying four homes and over spending over three million dollars in four homes in a matter of months. Right now we find out, according to breaking the news, that Amazon's Black Lives Matter donation was tied to a convicted terrorist, Ms. Rosenberg. Um, The donation went directly to Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. At the time, BLM Global Network was sponsored by Thousand Currents, which is a nonprofit whose vice chairman is Susan Rosenberg, a convicted left-wing terrorist. Uh, This article, Gateway Pundit goes on to say it's a major oversight for Amazon. Do you think it was an oversight? You think they didn't know? You think they didn't Google? You think they didn't know that who this Rosenberg woman was? She's a former member of the Weather Underground. Do we not all know what the Weather Underground was about? Who kicked off Barack Obama's congressional candidacy in Chicago? Andrea, Black Lives Matter is all about black lives. Why were there so many black businesses completely burned and destroyed last summer? Exactly. Um, probably paid for by this woman, by this, um, by Amazon. Uh, getting back to this, though, came to... Uh, so. Rosenberg, uh, according to Gateway Pundit, was a central figure in the May 19th Communist Organization, which is a group responsible for violent incidences in the 70s and the 80s. Um, They robbed a Brinks truck. They bombed some buildings. So here we've got Americans still held without bail from January 6th, didn't commit any act of violence. They're held without bail, but Amazon funds money to Black Lives Matter, and Black Lives Matter has one of their leaders running their foundation who did what? Try to blow up some federal buildings. This is what we're dealing with here, among other things that this person did. And who else is behind this Black Lives Matter movement in the Democrat Party? Ilhan Omar? AOC? They're pushing out this Black Lives Matter stuff. You know what they're really pushing? Let me tell you this. Why don't I do this? Why don't I stipulate? Why don't I stipulate and pretend that the Democrats and the Black Lives Matter movement really cares about black lives? How about you stipulate to me that the Democrat Party hates Jews? In 2019, after AOC and others and Ilhan Omar had made bigoted, disgusting comments against Jews back in 2019. Who remembers that uh, it, that the Democrats in the House were going to censure her? And they decided, after she was criticized and actually called out, actually she was exposed for her anti-Semitic rhetoric, the Democrats in the House were going to do uh, a condemnation. They were they were going to do pass a resolution on anti-Semitism. You remember this? I do remember this. Yeah. yeah. What did the resolution end up being about? What did it end up condemning? Islamophobia. Islamophobia. In fact, the resolution condemned white supremacists that exploited bigotry against uh, over a dozen minorities. Jews were listed seventh, sandwiched in uh, between, uh, this is uh, Washington Times, sandwiched in between other people of color. Here's the facts. Jews make up a disproportionate share of hate crime victims. They, d- Despite comprising 2% of the population, they account for 60% of the victims of all re- uh, religiously motivated hate crimes. In 2018, Jews were more than twice as likely as Muslims or black Americans to be victims of hate crimes. So right now, as we've got all across this country... Uh, according, The Anti-Defamation League received 193 reports of anti-Semitic incidents 
just recently, as a, uh, uh, including, um, as we've seen the videos, diners being assaulted, the man with, uh, with crutches being beaten by, with his own crutches. So what has the Democrats' response been? We've got to, we've got to work at dismantling the anti-blackness, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and anti-Palestinian race. And they've got to lump it all together. You know right. how many Democrats, and if I've missed one, please call and tell us how many Democrats have stood up for Israel and seen what is happening to that country. They're defending for their very lives. I haven't heard one. No, of course not. In fact, more than 500 Democrat staffers who worked for Joe Biden have signed a letter calling on him to take a stance. Because I'm old enough to remember last year, the Black Lives Matter, the whole thing was silence is violence, right? If you don't speak out against it, then you're for it. In fact, you're participating in the violence. And so like there Trump we are. Not, look what he did. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Joe Schrank from the Heavenly Center in L.A. to talk about something that that the mainstream media don't want you to hear. They want you to think those lockdowns were for your own good. Oh, it saved lives. It costs lives. And we'll speak with Joe Schrank when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Call me Kreskin. But last year when these lockdowns were announced, I questioned at the time the, the wisdom of shutting in uh, people who might not need to be shut in for reasons beyond the coronavirus. Children being shut in with abusive parents when they might have had a chance to go to school and, and have their, their uh, symptoms of that be revealed by a teacher and might be saved. Or uh, all the different reasons, uh, the anxiety, depression, people with different disorders and emotional and mental disorders being shut in at home and, and, and the issues that could come about from that. Another was substance abuse. I questioned at the time the lockdowns and there has been a rise in substance abuse as well as overdose overdose deaths and here to discuss this with me is I'm not an expert in this field and I might be wrong to connect the dots between the rise in overdose deaths overdose deaths in San Diego and California and so Joe Schrank who's the program program director of the Heavenly Center in LA who is an expert in substance abuse as well as recovery is here to discuss this issue Joe Schrank welcome to the Andrea K show Hey, Andrea. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I feel blessed that I haven't had to uh, to battle addiction um, beyond my sugar and my donuts. Which, <laughs> um, right. But They're all uh, dependent on something. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah um, but but there's nothing as difficult as I would imagine than somebody battling substance abuse in the form of opioids or crack or alcohol. And I'm reading that. Um, Overdose deaths in San Diego are more than 50% higher than they were in February and March of 2020. What's going on here, Joe? Well, look, I think that you make a very valid point when you talk about the pandemic. Um, you know, I mean, in, in a um, non-researched, just anecdotal way, I was recently at a grocery store not too long ago. There's a young guy there, and, you know, I'm now the age where I can't keep my mouth shut. Or, I mean, I, I don't know if I ever was, you know some age where I didn't do that, but he had um, a bottle of vodka, a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread. 
And I said, is that your groceries? Like, what's going on with you over here? You know, um, hmm. I think that we are, you know, we saw a lot of people who were at home. We saw a lot of people who were in the house with family, which can, as you pointed out, be an incredibly stressful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about the holidays, okay, and you say to your spouse, okay, it's just three days, we'll get through. Try being locked in the house for a year with family Mm -hmm. and see what happens. So I think we've seen a tremendous spike in, well, we know we have. You know, we know that we're seeing, um, we're in target for 120,000 deaths from alcohol use um, this year. Is that is that it, California, San Diego County? I know LA yeah, has that, a little bit different numbers. Yeah, no, that's 120,000 deaths is national. Oh, national. So, um, Good, yeah, I thought so you good grief. No, no, <laughs> it's still a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And it is, and, and then look, and you, you talked about the opiate crisis, which is a big problem. Alcohol still kills twice what opiates do. So we need to not just overlook alcohol, which is one of the things I'm always kind of harping on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the pandemic has increased the use of alcohol. There's a lot of things that held people together that were not available. Um, church being one of them, right? So when people, and it wasn't just the actual service, right? It wasn't just mass or if you're Jewish or, you know, whatever. It wasn't just the actual service, but it was the community, yes, right? So there wasn't committees, there wasn't fundraising, there wasn't a million different reasons that people gathered together. So when that evaporated, we saw a lot of people who, who were in depression, anxiety, um, homebound people now who maybe had some issues before, but are now so locked in the home that they're, you know, having a difficulty re-entering back into the world. So we don't really know exactly the long-term tentacles of what the pandemic has done to mental health, but we do know it's not good. No. um, Yeah. At least we can quantify, I shouldn't say at least, but uh, we can quantify the number of alcohol deaths. That number should be shocking to the American people. If you believe, Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of sketchiness with the way that we've we've been counting coronavirus deaths across the country. I don't think somebody who dies in a motorcycle accident, asymptomatic with coronavirus should be labeled a coronavirus death. But let's say that they were all, you know, legit 500,000. You just gave us a number for alcohol deaths that's 20 percent that's a huge number that's that's mm-hmm. scandalous yeah. and that's just what we know of alcohol we we haven't even added up all the people that need cognitive therapy and because they've been completely traumatized i mean many people don't even know the extent of how they've been psychologically damaged in a variety of different ways here and they're not even going to seek treatment you know they're just going to mm-hmm. end up they're just going to end up losing their home down the road or and we won't know the effects of so much of the psychological damage until years down the road and it's important for Probably us not we yeah. won't, right? And so I, I, I like when we can we can ha- share a, a quantifiable number to wake people up at least to the problem, right? Um, now mm-hmm. let's talk solutions. What do we need to okay. do? Well, I think that the first thing we need to do is that we have um, an opportunity, right? Whenever there's whenever there's something like this, there's opportunities that come from it. I think that we have an opportunity to reframe how we think of mental health in general in America. We should be thinking of it as a health problem. You know, um, substance misuse is actually not really served by criminalization, arrest, incarceration. 
America will never incarcerate its way out of the substance abuse problem. Mm. So we need to think of it in a very different way. This is an opportunity to do so. One of the things that I say frequently is we all have an annual physical, or we should, or if we can. If we can and we have health insurance, you know, we do all kinds of screenings. We do screenings for cholesterol, hypertension, cancers, all kinds of stuff, you know, especially as you get older. I think that we should be doing mental health screenings along with the physical health screening. Mm -hmm. So in other words, my demographic, um, 52-year-old white male, we're not doing very well in the world. No. <laughs> we have a, no, we have a high suicide rate. We have a high rate of alcoholism. We have a high rate of you know, a bunch of different mental health issues. The last time that I went to the doctor, they did all, you know, they did the typical things, but nobody said, but how are you? So we're going to send you down to talk to the psychologist or no. the social worker, and they're going to do some mental health screening. No. So I think that this is an opportunity for us to, you know, reframe the whole mental health care system to, um, to diminish the shame that mm -hmm. people feel because of it to make treatment more user-friendly and more accessible um, and to and to have that kind of national dialogue where we talk about it as as important as physical health and in fact it all works together right when people are emotionally healthy mm -hmm. healthier and they're mentally <clears throat> healthier the physical health improves as well. Right. I mean, it was disturbing to me. First of all, we should we, we need to acknowledge that there should never, ever be another shutdown or lockdown situation in the United States, period. End of discussion. We, we've never quarantined healthy people before. We should. All we've done is manufacture and create disease in doing so. Um, second of all, I, 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 you know, these lockdowns, we need to completely reopen 100% of our gyms. It makes no sense that you can go, you know, uh, you, you can't. You can't go and body mind. You just said it, body, mind, and spirit. Yet people were not allowed to go and take care of their body, right? They weren't allowed to exercise. No, they're shut in, eating too much and drinking too much. Third of all, I love mm -hmm. what you're talking about. One of the things I did for years was I used to help train medical students in something called a standardized patient program. And I won't get into all the details, but I did everything from training them with their third day in all the way through their final exam. And at no point was there ever any emphasis on dealing with anybody unless they presented as, as a case that had to do with psychological issues. Um, there was never mm -hmm. any focus on that. And you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. Um, beyond, beyond if there's a health issue that might have been related to food or something. Otherwise, it, it, there was no attention paid to anybody, to, to the mental health side of it. And you're absolutely right. How can people learn more well, about no, your... I think... Oh, I'm sorry. I think that I think that we all do better. You know, one of the things what and you've heard you've heard it uh, throughout your life. And so have I and most of your listeners have heard. Well, so and so has cancer. Thank God they caught it early. Right. Right. We're always grateful for that. We're always grateful for the early intervention. We're always grateful. And so people need to stop thinking that mental health care is something that is sought on the heels of a crisis. Yes. It should be part of everything that we do because, you know, as a practitioner for many years, and I've seen a lot over the decades now, um, things are better when it's earlier. Mm -hmm. right? like, yeah. 
just is, you know, it's easier, it's easier to treat hypertension when it's early. It's easier to treat cancer when it's stage one, and it's easier to treat depression when you start to tell us about it before it's an acute crisis. So that's one of the things I really want to encourage people. And I hope that if there is a silver lining from the lockdown, that that is it, because it has become an issue you know, people are paying more attention to their mental health, and we hear about it a lot, and a lot of people are incredible. I mean, like, I can't even imagine being a single mom trying to right. earn a living and teach eight-year-olds. You know, I mean, the whole thing was just... It was a lot. Right. It was a lot, Andrew. It was. Well, I God bless you for what you do. Joe Schrank is the programming director for the Heavenly Center. Google that. Get some help out there. Don't be ashamed. If you've got any issues, please seek help. And the earlier, the better. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Thank you. Y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about. We got some election audit information, so don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. A couple little tidbits um, for you guys here. You're gonna love this, Skins. Uh, this from Jordan Satchel. Satchel. I don't know how to say his name. Satchel, I Satchel? guess it is. Jordan Satchel. Uh, Moderna CEO Stephanie Bansal, Bansal uh, now a billionaire equity shareholder, was uh, previously CEO of BioMoreau. BioMoreau's founder, Alain Moreau, is a personal friend of Xi Jinping, and he helped build the P4 lab in Wuhan. What a coinkydink! The Moderna, more dots here, yeah, the Moderna CEO, her ex-hubby, is buddies with the dude, the head of China, and funded the Wuhan lab. Isn't that just fantastic? Mm-hmm. The Emerald Robinson, I just love following her. She she kind of put it all together for Fauci. She said Fauci dismissed China's role in the COVID leak. Fauci funded it. Fauci pushed for shutdowns. Fauci helped China with PR. Fauci made money from fax- vaccines. Fauci pushed for vaccine passports. The corporate media just got caught doing a U-turn on item number one, which is uh, Fauci dismissing China's role. She says there's a long way to go. Um, speech, speaking of Emerald Robinson, she's from uh, Newsmax by the way, which I will be on at 7.30 in the morning. She's also doing great reporting on the election. Um, She says, did you know that there's an audit of ballots in New Hampshire? Uh, Did you know a majority of ballots had been folded and were creased? As many as 60% of the folded ballots were improperly counted by machines. It's interesting that the counting errors in New Hampshire all went the same way that the counting errors in Antrim County, Michigan went. And what do we think we're going to find once the Maricopa audit is complete? Uh, Getting back to New Hampshire, she said, did you know the audit was ordered because the machines did not count the votes from the physical ballots accurately? In the first recount, it showed that our votes, Republican votes, were undercounted, while Democrat votes were overcounted. How much you want to bet that the Democrats try and stop the uh, complete audit in that state, too? Oh, absolutely. Um, An update from Dr. Kelly Ward uh, out of Arizona. Maricopa County had 20, almost 29,000 duplicated ballots and over 200,000 digitally adjudicated ballots according to court testimony by elections director Scott Jarrett um, she said I believe all of those ballots need to be fully forensically audited that's enough to, to change the result 
in New Hampshire, their discrepancies were enough, I think, to change the result. I think uh, in, in New Hampshire, just was was not looking at the presidential race. They were looking at they were looking at everything, right? I, I think they were only looking at local races, but it was enough to change the outcome. I think or affect the outcome in four. I don't know why they weren't looking at the presidential race. I guess it just they didn't. Maybe they didn't think. So let's see. Out of there was six enough. states up for grabs. That's three states mm-hmm. that uh, there's a little bit of funny business that we kind of knew about. Yeah. Um, oh, here was the breaking news today. While the grand jury was impaneled uh, to um, invest, possibly look into indict Trump. In a separate court case, uh, the judge dismissed the indictment against Steve Bannon. I don't know if you remember that that he was under indictment um, and it was he was under indictment. President Trump pardoned him. But of course, the Democrats didn't want the pardon to, to count. They wanted the case to go forward against Bannon. And the judge came out and said that, no, 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 um, you, you can't do that. You know, he's been pardoned. And so um, the indictment is dropped. So the Democrats, I guess, were arguing that he hadn't been convicted. He needed to be convicted first before being pardoned, but he was pardoned in advance. Um, so anyway, so somebody joked to me today. Does that mean Bannon's going to like take a shower and cut his hair because he's looking really greasy? I'm like, hey, man, I would do that, too. It's like that's like his porcupine quills. I mean, who wants to go near that guy looking like he does right now? Um, you talk, you've mentioned DeSantis a few times during the show. I have. Man is on fire down there. Probably the um, most patriotic uh, Republican in our country today. I, I mean, he's he's the benchmark, man. He's 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 the blueprint for what they need to be doing, at least at the local level, if not um, the national level. Yesterday, we didn't even have a chance to talk about it. Project Veritas leaked several internal documents from Facebook whistleblowers that detail the platform's efforts to track and censor individuals who express concerns over the COVID vax we're going to get into this a little bit more tomorrow Uh, the whistleblower says what we already know they're trying to control the content before it even makes it to your page just another reminder of what's going on in big tech so desantis signed a bill um that's going to um permanently delete or ban uh, it's it's no it's going to stop social media companies from permanently deleting or banning a candidate suspensions of up to 14 days are, are, are allowed a service can remove individual posts that violates its terms of service. I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, they're they're going to be able to, individuals will be able to sue for violations of the law. Social media companies could face a fine of $250,000 a day for statewide candidates and $25,000 a day um, for other candidates. Uh, companies that are excluded from the law or if they operate a theme park or entertainment complex, um, a provision was added to the law to protect Disney streaming service. I don't know why that would be. Does that make sense to you? Why would why would why would you do that? I guess I guess that doesn't really have anything to do with social media anyway. Why would he feel like no, he had why to would include- you feel the need to do that if it's not a social media platform? Yeah. Um, so he's he was and and of course DeSantis was trying to, um, you know, he, he did a press conference and he was trying to explain the the point of doing this. Um, it's it what this does is and the reason why it's targeted to protect uh you know candidates is because the, it's electioneering is what's going on right it's a, this this is electioneering going on in social media control the message and you control minds so some of the details here from this article are a little confusing to me but this is a good thing is it not it's definitely a good thing and once again he stands up for what's right absolutely and we will too every night 6 p.m. Pacific time peace out see you tomorrow Come on.